Thanks very much, Dan. Tom Nash, contributing apologist for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com, with you filling in for Al today. And Pope Francis' health has been in the news recently, suffering from bronchitis. We'll talk about that with uh, Matthew Bunsen and a few other issues that have been in the news. Uh, Matthew is vice president and editorial director of EWTN News and a senior fellow at the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology. He's the author or co-author of more than 50 books, including the first English-language biography of Pope Francis and the Encyclopedia of Catholic History. Welcome back to the program, Matthew. Always good to have you. Hello, Tom. It's good to be with you, as always. Yes, feast day of St. Andrew, and the Pope uh, reached out to the ecumenical patriarch, yes, Bartholomew the yes, First of Constantinople, and tell us about that. It's it's, it's just good to see that uh, as Pope, Pope St. John Paul II talked about, you know, the two lungs of the Church, East and West. Of course, we have our various Eastern Rite Catholics, but just trying to, um, while the Church, the unity you can't lose, we can talk about increasing members in full communion, and that's what this whole goal of ecumenism is about. Well, that's right. Uh, and Pope Francis has a particularly close relationship with uh, the Patriarch of Constantinople, the Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew. He's uh, known him now for quite a number of years. The two have uh, spent quite a bit of time together. And Pope Francis uh, coined that phrase of an ecumenism of blood. Um, mm. One can discuss the, the theological aspects of that, but it's certainly uh, a demonstration, I think, of the, the closeness that the, the two really have developed over the last year. So today, marking uh, the Feast of the Apostle St. Andrew, he sent, uh, as has been his custom, uh, a typical message, and he noted in his message, and I think this is what makes it especially interesting, is that it precedes the commemoration of uh, what he describes as a truly historic event, the meeting between Pope now Pope St. Paul VI and the ecumenical patriarch Athenagoras in Jerusalem in January mm -hmm. of 1964. Yes. Uh, as he writes it, that was a, a pretty significant step in breaking down what he describes as the barrier of misunderstanding, distrust, and even hostility that existed for almost a millennium, of course, since the, the great schism began, or schism began in 1054, yeah. and, and was perpetuated for centuries thereafter. And also, I, I, I think of this situation, too, that it's it's a particularly good day because he is the successor, being the ecumenical patriarch, being um, in the see of Constantinople, that he's the successor of St. Andrew, and therefore uh, an appropriate day all the more for the Pope to reach out on. Yes, exactly. Uh, and uh, as Francis notes, uh, on this feast day of the Apostle Andrew, he said, let us fervently pray to God, our merciful Father, that the clamor of arms, which brings only death and destruction, may cease. You know, the, the ecumenical patriarch uh, has been dealing with uh, the crisis that has uh, developed within the orthodoxy, uh, the, the, the problems created by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, yes. uh, the, the crisis that is developed really among the orthodox churches, uh, and uh, the ecumenical patriarch, of course, overshadowed in, in some way, certainly numerically, by uh, the patriarchate of Moscow uh, and its patriarch Kirill. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, he has weighed in on a number of occasions, uh, really since the Ukrainian invasion happened on the part of Russia. So there's a lot happening in orthodoxy, and, and Pope Francis is certainly not removed from those discussions either. Sure, the whole problem with the Ukraine, uh, the war in Ukraine, and, and of course, uh, the Orthodox, Russian Orthodox have greater numbers, but there's there's a reason why uh, he is the 
Bartholomew is the ecumenical patriarch. Constantinople has always yeah. had the first sea yeah, exactly. in the east as having prestige. You mentioned about that relationship of blood. Uh, could you, I mean, we talk about that in terms of uh, martyrdom, and uh, what, how would you elaborate on that? Well, I think one of the things that uh, Pope Francis has tried to stress uh, is that there is this unifying aspect of uh, the suffering. Mm. Uh, it's an ecumenism based on those who have suffered uh, persecution, uh, those uh, who are considered really martyrs. And uh, Pope Francis himself uh, has uh, used that phrase, uh, in particular, you know, all the way back to uh, 2015. Uh, and the way he described it is that uh, the martyrs are witnesses. They're persecuted because they're, they are Christian. And that those who persecute them really make no distinction among mm. the different religious communities. All are Christians to them. All, therefore, are targets for persecution. And as Francis notes, they are Christians, and they are persecuted for that reason. And he said, therefore, these brothers and sisters, there is this ecumenism of blood, something that transcends uh, the differences that still exist uh, among the churches. Uh, but increasingly, this martyrdom, this persecution of Christianity, which is now the most persecuted religion in, in the whole of the world, uh, is something that brings all Christians together uh, of every denomination who are facing these levels of persecution and hatred. Yes, and it just reminds us, too, that you know Andrew, his feast day, and, and Peter, who the Pope is successor to, two of the original 12 apostles, it reminds us of our oneness in Christ, that we're all called to come into the one true Catholic Church. And yet uh, we, we, we need a reminder that uh, these men were two martyrs, and so we need to, uh, to focus on Christ and, and in the process of full ecumenical reunion. But shifting away to a different topic, uh, can you give us an update on where things are with Cardinal Burke and Pope Francis and whether his, you know, the whole taking away of his apartment and, and salary and some people, there were some reports, although some are denying that, that the Pope even called him an enemy. Uh, could you elaborate yeah. on that? Well, there's uh, quite a bit of reporting, as you can imagine, on, on yeah. social media. This uh, created an absolute firestorm. Mm. Uh, and as you noted, some of the initial reporting, uh, not by us on, on the sure. news side, but some of the initial reporting uh cited multiple sources uh, that Pope Francis had described him as, he is my enemy and therefore I'm going to do this. Mm. Uh, that was uh, rebutted uh, in some of the latest reporting. What we do know uh, is that multiple sources are continuing to report uh, that Pope Francis does plan to proceed with withdrawing or stripping Cardinal Burke of his residence in Rome and then the stipend that also goes along with that. Uh, the reason, stated reason, is that uh, he has used those resources as a way of working against the unity of the Church. What has to be noted, uh, two things. The first is that the, the Vatican itself has yet to make any sort of an official announcement. Now, according to one source, uh, and that is uh, the papal biographer, Austin Ivory, that the, the Pope apparently did not intend to make any sort of a formal papal announcement about it, mm. uh, but it was leaked anyway, so that's one of the reasons why uh, yeah. it has unfolded the way it has. Yeah. Um, the other is that uh, in reporting, certainly for uh, the Wall Street Journal, uh, Cardinal Burke made interesting note of the fact that 
apparently has not himself been officially informed about it. This was as of yesterday, so we don't know exactly what's transpired since then. Uh, but uh, certainly the person who is apparently going to be losing his apartment in Rome uh, should have been the one to be informed and, and not to hear about it through media. Uh, again, that's uh, one of the, the problems that you always have in terms of uh, leaks like this. Sure. Uh, but it certainly is much discussed now uh, around the church, and especially in Rome. One other interesting sidebar to that is that uh, apparently uh, Cardinal Burke told, uh, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal, uh, that uh, he would intend to stay in Rome because of the longstanding connection that cardinals have there. Uh, just by way of additional context, uh, he served in Rome for a number of years as an official of the Roman Curia, and then uh, especially as uh, the prefect of the Apostolic Signatura, which is, as you know, Tom, the, the highest court sure. in the church. And then subsequently, uh, when he was removed from that in 2014 by Pope Francis and named the Cardinal Patron of the Knights of Malta, he continued to remain. Uh, and his apartment is very, very close. Uh, it's right off of the Via della Conciliazione, uh, so it's within just a few steps of what is Vatican territory or Vatican City itself. Yeah, and I think of Cardinal Burke and people talking about the Pope's enemy, and he's always impressed me. I've been blessed to meet him over the years as a man who is measured. He's not a firebrand, and when he brings up issues, whether it's in dubia regarding uh, that we can't bless so-called same-sex unions or that we need to remind people who are in adulterous unions that they shouldn't be receiving communion unless they're living as brother and sister. Those are all things to foster unity. And he's not the kind, he's not a name caller. And I suppose some people might try to do a GoFundMe page <laughs> to get him some yeah. compensation. But I mean, he's the kind of guy to say, no, don't do that. I want to be in Rome. But uh, this is not a circus. This is not a spectacle. I am in That's union right. with Peter and... Uh, I'm going to try to continue to do what I can and, and you know, also learn from this experience and hopefully can have some conversations with the Pope. Yeah, and, and, and Cardinal Burke has been a participant, uh, as you know, to two sets of dubia or questions yeah. uh, to yeah. Pope Francis. The first in 2016, uh, relating to the asking for clarification relating to Amoris Laetitia and uh, communion for uh, Catholics who were divorced and remarried. Uh, and then a second set uh, that was uh, released and made public just this last summer, uh, in which he was trying to gain some additional clarification on moral and doctrinal questions. Uh, notably, Pope Francis did respond uh, to that set, uh, but that uh, the, the unsatisfactory nature of those responses, according to the signatories of the dubia, uh, elicited yet another set uh, to which uh, apparently no further response has come. We can also note that uh, Cardinal Burke has expressed real concerns uh, about uh, the Synod on Synodality mm. uh, and as well as uh, Traditionis Custodes, uh, Pope Francis's uh, restrictions on the traditional Latin Mass. Uh, so he's also spoken as well on what are some of the parameters of papal power. Uh, now, all of that falls within... Uh, what I think Cardinal Burke sees as uh, understandable concern on the part of many, especially himself, uh, who it is also worth noting again, is considered one of the most expert uh, figures in the church sure. uh, in the area of canon law, which is why he was named uh, prefect for uh, the Apostolic Signature, and also why even from the time of his departure as prefect there, 
2014, he has remained a fixture at the Apostolic Signature, and it is often said that the, his contributions have been absolutely essential to the good functioning of uh, the Church's highest court. Well, we'll be praying for that situation there. I mean, they the unity, we've seen that with regard to even uh, Francis on the recent thing from the Vatican Secretary of State telling the Germans, hey, you can't have women priests, and we can't say, you know, sodomy is, is, is a morally good thing. So we see the unity, and yet we see the... Uh, the contention. Matthew, how can people continue to stay for stay in touch with you as we pray for Pope Francis and its health? Yeah, if you go to EWTNnews.com or NCRegister.com. Thank you very much. And again, Pope Francis recovering from bronchitis. We didn't get to that one, but please pray for the Pope and his health. <laughs> 